Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the podcast where we take an in-depth look at one story or narrative-focused game and give our thoughts about it. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And joining us again this week to talk about Near Replicant, we have Josh. Hey, what's up? And Michael. What up? We already gave all of the statistics at the beginning of the last episode, and I did not write them down, and I've forgotten all of them, so we're not going to do them this time. Uh, suffice to say, this is a continuation. This is part two of our Near Replicant episode. Go listen to part one if you have not yet. This will be... There's no good way for me to talk about what parts we're going to be covering without spoiling it, so this will be covering the second half of the first part. Um, but I think we are gonna we're just gonna hop right back into it. We're gonna we're gonna get in there and talk about generally how we felt. Format's gonna be a little bit different this time, but we're gonna start the same way we always do with uh, a little bit of uh, a little bit of talking of, of how people felt about this section of the game. Duncan, do you wanna wanna kick us off? Reach back deep, deep into the the crusty cobweb covered depths of your memory and tell me how you felt about this game as there was a mild, mild five to six week lag between when you finished it and when I started playing it. The month was June. <laughs> early, <laughs> early June. Adult Edge Boy came in with his sword, Kayane, and the robot boy. That wasn't a robot boy. Hold on. It's been a while. Wait. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was uh, we should be... say spoilers abound from this point on, obviously, but we're going to talk about spoilers at this point free range until the total end of um, the, the route, route A that we did. Right. No. So it's been a while. it's been a while for Josh and I. We did play it a little bit earlier than the other two folks. We won't hard we won't we won't dwell on that really. Um but to say the least, I remember really <laughs> enjoying it, coming out of it. I will say not all pieces of content were where they should be, but a lot of it felt optional or like, yeah, that was just kind of a part of its time kind of a thing where it's like, that's a fucking Xbox game. And I know that's not an excuse for it, but I kind of like get it. You know what I mean? Where it felt like a kind of a timepiece of what what that kind of design was at the time. And yeah. I kind of grew to accept a lot of those things. But I ended up somewhat enjoying the story. I liked a lot of the dramatic beats uh, that were like, ah, that's good. Is it anywhere near Replicant? Or not replicant, excuse me. Automata? No, not really. It, it fucking. But, okay. Is look it what near power. Automata after the first ending of Near Automata, though? Because we are almost not the really. exact same. You know, I, I think they're roughly the same length game, so. Not really. It's it took okay. too long. <laughs> so so yeah, that's 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 my summary. Is I still really liked it, but it's like it's not going to go on my like master list of of like beautiful games. Yeah. Um. Yet, what about you, Josh? Uh, I mean, I, I think I share pretty similar sentiments, honestly. Like, this game does feel very old. I mean, I think I was actually a little... Uh, I enjoyed it a little bit more than you, mainly because I was taking it for what it was, and it's not that great at times, but it's just <laughs> kind of fun to be in that world, be like there, you, you know, the experiencing fishing, things. You know? Yeah, I did the fishing. Um, you know, I don't know. I think it's just, like, honestly, our styles of gameplay, whereas you... You know, you like quality, and I can just play games. <laughs> I can just play them. <laughs> when, you, when you say you, are you referencing to me or Alex? Yeah, to you, to Duncan. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I, no, I still liked it quite a lot. I was just like, some of these 
some of these story beats don't hit exactly right where it's like it doesn't it feels like a it feels like an anime I'm watching, you know what I mean? Where it's like yeah. not everything in this anime has to be perfect, but Yeah, no, it's still no, good. it does not have to be perfect. I can just get lost Wait. in like the monotony though, like so easily. Like something about Did these things. Did you do more fishing though, like in part two? I finished all the fishing. And let <laughs> Did me tell you have a payoff? I'm dying to know. I mean, it did not have a payoff, but we can did get into get, that. A did little. you get a weapon for it? I need to know if I missed a weapon because I okay, didn't do no, fishing. you did not get a weapon. Okay, I don't remember what I got. You just swing it around. Honestly, I don't even remember what I got, but I do remember the ending of the story was like, so there's the old man who's giving you the the missions the whole time, and he's like teaching you how to fish, and it's kind of like these funny little bits, and then you do the final fishing mission, and actually, I already had the things that he requested, so I like basically immediately finished it. And then I was like, I can't talk to this old man. What's going on? You have to leave the area. You come back, and he's just dead. You leave the area for five seconds. Yeah, I left the area. I came back immediately, and there's a different guy standing there, and he's just like, yeah, nobody really liked that old guy, but he's dead now. That's got to that, be a moment where... How many where... side quests end up that way? Because in part one, rules. it was like the guy with the dog just like ends up dying. Who else ends up dying in these side quests? Is it everyone? I don't know. That don't rules. Know. That rules so much. Actually. It was, It was. Uh, you know, I had fun with it just because I was streaming it. So I had fun in stupid ways with the fishing. But yeah, uh, um, yeah I mean, I don't know. It does feel like, you know, a relic of its time. And I think a lot of games, you know, especially the old Xbox games, like you have to think about what was popular back then right like what were people playing while they were making this game and i just think of mmos like people were playing mmos back then and this game feels like i'm doing boring mmo quests like all the time and i don't, I don't know if that's think, what it is i don't think you're wrong yeah i just don't think that's good <laughs> yeah it's not good it's like not good that, it's not an excuse for it felt like a lot of two thirds it, it of the felt game. like the way that they decided to fill it based on requirements mm-hmm. of you know of several several things yeah. I, mm-hmm. yeah michael what, what did you I think? think you guys i think you guys were just playing it wrong because i got an achievement for beating in under 15 hours <laughs> honestly you got uh, that achievement i was like i'm gonna do that achievement yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> look because i i think the the story beats there were some there were like a couple bits that kind of hit me hit me just just right and you know i didn't do any of these you know bullshit parts that didn't really pay off i kind of just went through it i mean quickly but i didn't feel like i was rushing through to finish it was just Mm -hmm. i didn't do side quest stuff i didn't worry about other weapons i don't care i'm just like yeah let's just see where this goes and for the most part i didn't know where it goes and i just like suspended all trying to figure out anything and just kind of enjoyed the ride yeah i I think that's totally fine fair yeah yeah Yeah. i mean i did that on mata like pretty much i just mainlined the story and that's true yeah the difference in Automata is it was worth it to engage with the non-main story bits. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Some and of again, them. Not all I, of have them. Not, have not finished Replicant. Don't know what, where it goes in the, the next 25 hours or whatever that we have left. Um, how much? <laughs> uh, the Look, we're about 20 hours into it. The how long to beat said main story plus extras is like 41 hours, 42 hours, something like that. So about 20 hours left. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, I... I I, I think I skewed a little closer to enjoying it than than I thought I would. Um, I did pretty much every single side quest I could that wasn't just an obvious fetch quest, and I you know took my time with it. Probably spent about ten hours. I think the last two hours or so is the best a game has been since it started, and 
was like genuinely really engaging and really fun and emotionally powerful. And I think it had some good emotionally intense moments. I think some of the, I didn't like any of the side quests at all, but I didn't hate existing in that world. I think there is a, there's a charm to it somewhere that I think comes through more in the second half. And there are enough story hooks that like kept me engaged enough that I wanted to keep coming back and I wanted to keep playing with it. I wanted to, you know, I, I tried. I tried. I tried so hard to grow plants in this fucking game, dude. Every single time I was like, I'm going to grow some fucking flowers, dude. I'm going to get some flowers up in my shit right now. And every single time I would like leave for too many side quests and I'd come back and they were dead. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, I can't grow flowers in near. I can't keep plants alive in real life. This shit fucking sucks, man. I don't like this at all. <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing, honestly. I mean, I... I was like, how do you keep these plants alive? It was pissing me off so bad. And then I think Duncan was like, just turn the clock on the like system a day ahead. And you'll That's get it. That's fucked up. That's and cheating. And I was like, yep, I'm doing it. <laughs> That's cheating, Don't dude. Don't care. You got to <laughs> nurture those plants. You got to love them. You got to give them all their work. Dude, I do that in real life, though. Like, just turn the clock ahead. <laughs> yeah. And... yeah. <laughs> Works for um, me. <laughs> but no, overall, overall, I liked I liked the section quite a bit more. But I think it was, it was about 10 hours. I think there was probably... Four hours of legitimately good game and six hours of game that I was willing to begrudgingly go along with because I was, you know, at least relaxed while playing and I was never frustrated, you know. So it was, it was something. You know, it was worth something. I will also say I tried playing on hard for the first couple hours of the second half. And before you upgrade your weapons and get better, like, words and everything for your weapon augments, that shit sucks. It's so bad, dude. It's just everything sponges damage so fucking hard. By the end of the game, I was able to turn it back onto hard and actually enjoy it, but the beginning of that section was, was fucking miserable. Yeah, they need um, much better scaling on a lot of their enemies. Uh, I played yeah. hard through the entire thing, and I'm like, okay, I just need to do a couple side quests, uh, grind the fucking uh, factory a couple times, and then I was mm-hmm. pretty solid. Yeah, but yeah it's no, like- they need much better balance. The combat is engaging at a lot of points on hard difficulty in a way that it definitely wasn't on normal difficulty, but it you, you're right. It just the 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 scaling is is completely fucked up. It makes no sense the way they chose to do it. But you know, 2010 or whenever this game initially came out was a different time, and I think that's probably what it was all based on. So, man, 2010, um, what were you doing? I don't want to think about it or talk about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, are we good? Anybody else have some general thoughts they want to mention, or are we good to dive into these recaps and then talking about specific sections of the game? Batten down the hatches! Dive, dive, dive! All right. So, it's <laughs> not... Am I, bringing, am I bringing the thunder, Alex? You know, I gave you one <laughs> job, and here we are. Um, so we're going to do it a little differently than we did last time. We are not going to step through individual areas and then talk about each individual area. Um, partially because we're just revisiting areas, so it's not as interesting to do this time. Partially to give us a little more time to dive into engaging stuff. So I'm going to break down the opening of this game, um, of this particular section, kind of the opening, I would say, two hours or so, and then we will talk about that, uh, and then we'll break down the next section after that, talk about that, and then the final section and talk about that later. So, without any further ado, let's uh, let's talk about how this game opens. So, the game opens up, uh, if you remember previously, we left right at the end of a time skip, so we are now, we are now a dark, edgy, a teen, not teen, adult, probably young adult, 18, 19, something like that. Um, we are, you know, we have changed our quest, so it is no longer, we're going to try and find a way to, to, you know, revive Yona, or not revive her, she's not dead, try and find a way to make Yona not sick. Spoilers, we are instead bro. Still, 
<laughs> still trying to find Yona because she was captured by the Shadow Lord as well as kill every shade that exists. Um, this section really, uh, we're, uh, broad strokes, it, it kind of starts in the first interesting mission. You get a letter from Emil um, letting you know that he he thinks he may have found a way to cure his um, his curse that uh, you know allows him to turn things to stone when he looks at them. Um, so he wants you to come on down to to his his mansion. Going through the area, it's kind of you know the whole world is in a little bit more of a decrepit state, right? There's shades overflowing everything. People are you know their dialogue has changed from it's a nice summer outside. Uh, my family's going to die of hunger pretty soon. So like it's it's a little bit of a different tone. Um, so you head on over to Emil's mansion. You you know, join him and basically let you know that, hey, I think there is a secret lab underneath my mansion that we're going to go check out because I think there might be some information there about how to cure my curse. Don't remember how he gets that information. It's not important. Um, you go down and begin exploring this lab, which is kind of a, an interesting change of pace. It's got a different sort of design. Uh, the camera angle is a little more fixed the whole time. So it's got, you know, it feels a little different moving through. It almost felt kind of Resident Evil to me in a lot of points um, and in a way that I think is really interesting. Um, and as you're going through this lab, you and Emil and Kaine find a lot of notes um, indicating that the, or not Kaine, sorry, Kaine is stone at this point in the game. Also, spoiler, she's coming back. You you find um, you find a lot of notes throughout there saying that, hey, Emil was kidnapped, and, you know, Emil and some other children were kind of taken prisoner, and they were being experimented on essentially to turn them into weapons, right? That's the whole purpose of this facility, and their tests were to try and create the ultimate weapon. Um, eventually you find out that the, the one who succeeded in becoming the ultimate weapon was not Emil. Emil was the backup. It was actually Emil's sister who was the one that they were able to successfully go through these experiments with. Um, and you do find her in one of the coolest visual scenes in the game, kind of like she's a sort of fucked up monster chained to a wall in a really grotesque and horrifying way. Um, cue a super engaging boss fight where Emil, um, thinks that he can kind of, you know, find a way to tame her to kind of control that power uh and in doing so gets eaten by her and then you are trying to basically beat emil's sister to death so that emil can successfully take over her body it's a little weird but it you know it is end up it ends up being what happens you you defeat emil's sister and emil is able to kind of control her power encompass it and absorb it into himself but in doing so sort of loses his body in the process he becomes like a floating skeleton boy with a big robot head which is uh kind of a, a horrifying transformation and he is horrified at what his, he has become and how people are going to perceive him um uh and you know but he now has this this immense magical power as he's absorbed the ultimate weapon so the two of you go back and and try to find a way to free kaine from her petrification because she was petrified in the last you know end of the last uh chunk of the game i guess um with his new newfound body and newfound powers you do end up free you know finding a way to bring kaine back to life which then you know if you remember she was petrified in front of a door so this big monster that you were fighting bursts out from it cue another pretty cool boss fight uh, and eventually you know the 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 crux of it is you bring kaine back and, and emil is happy again and then you know you're kind of the trio is back together after about an hour and a half total of being apart and then the the three of you hear about the Shadow Lord's lair being in the Lost Shrine from the two twins um, whose names are escaping me but are going to be really important to remember later. Uh, hold on one second. Devila and Popola. That's Devila correct. And Thank you. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, you know, the the 
the three of you then go to where you find the lost shrine and you fight the, you know, you, you fought the armored boss there in the first game. You fight another one of those this time. But as you are fighting it in a, a again, shocking cutscene, um, kind of gets fucking run through with a goddamn spear from behind and, and seems to die. Um, but instead, what she does is she um, sort of comes back to life as a shade because, as you know, she is part shade. And then you have a really interesting boss fight with Kaine as a shade. Um, you beat her down. She eventually regains control over herself. Um, seems more or less immortal because she's just totally fine after both of those in uh, both of those things. And you are rewarded with the stone fragment, which you come to find out is one of five fragments that you need in order to unlock the entrance to the Shadow Lord's castle, where you assume kind or not kind of Yona is being held. Uh, and then after that point, the game opens up so you are able to freely explore and go back to the different areas you've been to and talk to Devil and Popola. And, and the game now becomes sort of a quest where you are going to find these four other key fragments to put together as key to get into the Shadow Lord's castle. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll stop there just to, to chat a little bit about the opening and the intro sequence and, and getting the band back together and how that felt for everyone. I, I kind of first want to talk about how the town has changed like i think we got a little bit of that when we saw the intro coming out of the end of the game but uh, like alex said in the summary here that he was like you know everyone's like my family is starving everything is awful now because of these shades and you walk outside and it's the exact same there's still that many sheep outside and i kind of want to know like did the theme change hit right for everyone yeah this is one of those things that i completely missed <laughs> oh i noticed no theme change when like the meets are i'm just like oh he's an adult he's kind of edgy now all right we're going for this everything looks exactly the same i guess it's business so as this usual. is something because i'm not gonna talk to a single <laughs> say, person this is something that was reinforced heavily if you did the the side quest and talk to the the secondary characters um it, it was not very strong, I will say that. Like, it, it did feel like set dressing, except for when you are first going to Emile's um, manor and the way there, as opposed to just having, like, two or three shades off to the side, now has, like, larger shades and they're all over the place, and it does feel like you kind of have to fight your way through to get there, as opposed to before when you could freely run. That was the point when it kind of, like, clicked with me. Um, yeah, shade mostly, growth definitely seems to be a problem. Yes. Uh, yeah. But mostly after like the actual like in cutscenes when they were showing things is like oh okay cool here's somebody getting murdered here's like people running for their lives here's like the town being berated but moment to moment it, yeah it felt identical you kind of forgot you were in a worse place twenty five minutes into the beginning of this portion of the game i feel like yeah i mean i would say that i didn't really even feel it either honestly i mean i did realize the shades are bigger and i you know i guess in my mind i thought like oh yeah it's gotten worse around here but like it wasn't like anything more than that and i think that's on the game it wasn't anything more than that for me it was just like oh time has gone on and the situation has gotten worse like yeah yeah what the, the dead fisherman didn't just totally gut you like I gotta say did not gut me entirely <laughs> maybe their goal with it was to just make you hate the shades more you know what i mean be like these damn shades they're taking everything from us you know they did I mean, make me hate the shades yeah. more and i was like these damn shades i have to attack them 45 and a half times to knock off the fucking armor before they die but it wasn't like uh you know i like the shades the shades are great it's the fucking robots i want to kill <laughs> <laughs> oh we'll get to the play. robots i hate the robots the robots are really bad <laughs> um 
yeah, generally it sounds like like that that beat did not come through for people though. But this whole this whole secret lab story, this whole Emil and his sister and and Emil's transformation, um, generally, I don't I don't know how you all felt about it. I this was I think the first moment in the entire game, like Emil coming out of. This is that's a weird sentence. Emil coming out of his sister and being part her now is it's a weird sentence. It's a yeah. weird sentence, but I don't know how yeah. else to phrase it. But that that moment, that moment where he like you know is ashamed and and overcome and 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 completely full of despair at what he actually has become. That that was the first moment that I actually felt any emotional pull in this entire game. I think, and it was you know. Generally, I just think Emil is like the best character in this game by a country mile. But I was about to say yeah. that yes, like every everything I felt in this game that like all those high points, like ninety percent of that was Emil. Yeah. But this whole sequence yeah. I thought was was extremely cool and really well done. I was like really bought in from start to finish on this point. Yeah, yeah, I, and you know I think the last episode I talked about. Um, uh, Yoko Taro doing like homages to different mm-hmm. video games or different styles. You know, we had the Resident Evil. We didn't have Banjo Kazooie in this one, which uh, honestly, what a wasted honestly. opportunity. But yeah, in the in the lab though, it was like this top down isometric kind of like Baldur's Gate type feel, and I was like, well, there you go, another homage. I watched that one on um, Josh's mm-hmm. stream. There's there's a, a running theme that I'm sure they're going to touch on more of like being ostracized by people for you know things kind of outside your control and i'm i'm very excited to see how they continue to touch on that going forward but for the second half of this though um again for i i loved all the emil stuff i loved the the fight with the meal sister i loved all that but i didn't you know like i was again taken aback when kind of gets fucking stabbed but also kind of I think I just didn't really care that much. I think I just don't like Kaine. I think that's maybe my problem with her character. But everything after they brought her back did not connect with me in any in any meaningful way in this section. And then they give you the stone fragment, and it's like, here's you know, they show you the image of, like, one stone fragment of five filled in, and you're like, oh, cool. This is the game now. Cool. We're going to just do I mean, this it's four one more of those times. Things, yeah. It's one of those things where she gets stabbed, and you're just like... There's no way she's dead. She's yeah. on too yeah. much art and was not interesting enough by this point to be alive. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, okay. Like, she got stabbed and I was just like, oh, wow, that was quick. <laughs> so <what's next>? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought she was gone. And I'm also like, the All right. introduction. Are they going to kill off a meal or what? The introduction of that, that boss again where I'm like, ah, it's going to be the same bosses again, isn't it? But just <laughs> a little different. And the little different that they chose here was... It's just one of them instead of two, which felt easier. Yeah. Um, also, I, dark gluttony is so fucking busted. It really is, That's especially the, the one in where these you fights. Shit. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's like I beat I beat the 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 Kine fight on hard mode like so fucking quickly because it's like oh a giant blast of red you know bullets I better absorb those and fire it right back and it chunks her for like. A fourth or a, a crazy uh, amount. So yeah. I never even used that. It just oh, absorbs and then so shoots good. back. Yeah, yeah. And the more you absorb, the more damage it does. There was a mini boss, <clears throat> like a an optional mini boss at one point from one of the side quests that I spent like fifteen minutes trying to kill and couldn't do it. And then I went back to it and just didn't kill the like mage enemies around him that were shooting bullets. And I just used Dark Gluttony for like four minutes and killed it from full. And I was like, oh yeah, no, mm-hmm. this is just fucking busted. It's just the strongest move in the game by a landslide. Never used it. Dang, it's really wow. cool. 
Yeah. yeah um, do we want to do we want to move on? Or do we have anything else to say about the intro? Um, Wait, Josh, what did you use? What did what you, do you end mean? up using? What was your favorite? Magic? Uh, I mean, honestly, I just used the there was an ability where you could like make scythes circle oh, you yeah. dark scythe dark scythe yeah, or yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> it's been a long time since i played <laughs> back in my day <laughs> i used dark scythe just because i was like this is kind of a cool looking ability and then i used um the lance that's pretty yeah. much it lance yeah. is good lance is good for all the ranged enemies um but yeah i think the end uh, i mean it was it was interesting enough but also like a lot of it was lost this this is the last thing i'll say on the intro a lot of this like you know, like, oh, you're separated. Oh, she's in the thing. Like, we have to free her. Emil gets the magic. A lot of this was, like, lost because it's so fast. Like, literally, it's like, okay, she, okay, five years have passed. But in reality, gameplay-wise, it's one hour has passed, and you're back mm-hmm. there, and she's alive again. And it's like, okay, I'm not really, like, in. Like I'm into it, but I, I don't feel the emotional pull. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, the rest of it was good as well. But, I mean, I don't know. It's just... It seemed to be building up more, and yeah, it's like you could tell it was building up into something, and you were waiting for it to happen. Um, let's get into those key fragments. Let's move on to these key fragments. Yeah, let's. Uh, these words. Wait, no, they're not words. What are they? These are keys. Key fragments. Are they called keys? I thought there was another word for them. I thought they were. They were definitely called fragments. fragments. Oh no, no, you're right. You're right. They're key fragments. I was thinking of. Uh, you do get words. Use them to make your ability stronger. It's been a while, huh? It's been a long time. <laughs> Leave it in. Leave them in. Let them know how long it's been. I'm the first one who beat this game. <laughs> a close second here. A close second. Very close all right. second. All right. All right. We get it. We get it. We waited too long to play it. At least it wasn't near Automata where there was a fucking calendar year in between when we did episode one yeah. and episode two. Yep. Holy shit. All right. So. The next section that we're going to talk about is is collecting these four or five key fragments in order to make it into the Shadow Lord's castle. You can do these not in any order, I don't think, um, but it is not a defined order. So we'll, we'll maybe talk about how our you know experiences were changed by that going forward. But you know, I will just kind of go through them in the order we have them written down. Um, I'll probably go through these pretty quickly because not a ton happens in between each one. So. The first one we have written down, written down is the Loyal Cerberus Key, which is actually the last one I did. Um, and so in this one, uh, again, it's, it's just going to be a lot of variations on a theme, right? You're just going to be going back to places. So this one, uh, you receive a wedding invite from the King of Facade, the kind of young boy that you previously were, were helping to do you know, become king, you know, the the prince. Uh, and you get there and have a wedding. He's actually ma- marrying Fira, who was the woman who was unable to speak, who kind of taught you the hand gestures when you and originally went to Facade. Um, so you go there and you all go to attend his wedding and, and have a nice fun celebration. But that celebration is disrupted when a bunch of wolves come in and jump over the wall into Facade and fucking just like they try to kill the king of facade and fira pushes her or pushes him out of the way and then the wolves just straight up kill fira in front of everybody um which is extremely fucked up but then you know you have a little fight you kill the wolves and then in vengeance the king and his men kind of go out to to launch a full-scale assault on where they believe the you know the head wolf is kind of the den of the wolves in the desert that you had been kind of fighting throughout the entire game breaking the rules Uh, yeah. Don't forget that they're breaking the rules. They they're are breaking now. they are breaking the rules. <laughs> they're a society of rules, okay? And to go out and fight the wolves is breaking the rules, okay? 
you know they they try to find some technicalities to work around it um but you you then you join them all you go find this this sort of den of wolves and fight your way through all of them eventually finding the the head wolf who's kind of a i believe is implied that he I don't remember if he was a shade or if he was possessed by a shade, but either way, there's a shade involved in this giant wolf, uh, and you you fight and kill it, and then eventually the king is you know, lands the killing blow, does like a sweet jump spear onto the wolf, and finishes it off in order to avenge Fira, which for whatever reason gives you the loyal Cerberus key, uh, and then you know the king kind of talks about how he wants to you know you're welcome back, and, and talks about how he has to rebuild and kind of assume his position as king and not just be like a prince who follows his you know emotions as he's going. So that being said, how do we how do we feel about this one? Does anybody have any any general thoughts or ideas we want to talk about the individual keys? <laughs> Give it a second. Let Duncan get the giggles out. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I just, I can't. so he, you can't you can't see, but Josh is just reclining he is, like he's fucking, reclined like I don't know six feet he, from his. He's social distancing uh, his fucking microphone. The, right fact, now. <laughs> the fact that we're right. on webcam is ruining me. <laughs> it's ruining your ability to not he, be he engaged looks like, at all. <laughs> was totally engaged. Jo- oh my god, like he's pulling out a fucking Nintendo Switch Park. right now. He's holding up a finger. He hasn't finished the game. He's doing the last boss fight. I am totally engaged. A man can lean back and still be engaged. Uh, Alright, I'll, I'll say something for real about this, yeah. this one. I fucking, I love Facade. It's the best side place, right? Oh, yeah. Right, a hundred percent. It's got it's funny. It's got actually like the king of facade and Fira are actually like mildly engaging characters who have arcs and personalities. Um, facade rules feels fleshed out more than more so than the other areas. Yeah, way more so. Yeah, it's this is also the scene where we had the 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 the, the awkward conversation between Grimoire Vice and and Emil. That was that was like. <laughs> Michael's face just lit up. Sorry, that's really fun. Yeah, yeah, I love that part. That oh, that caught me. Yeah. Like, so, uh. so Grimoire Vice was like, like, or, or no, Emil was out at night when there was sun just beaming out of the doors for some fucking reason. But anyways, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And um, and he's like, "What's the matter, boy? Can't sleep." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm just thinking about the wedding and how." How jealous of fear I am. He said, someday you will find a bride. Um, Emil was basically like, oh, yeah, a bride. A bride, yeah. yeah. A bride. <laughs> That's what I want. Uh, and then and then, m- main character in Grimoire Vice walk away going, what an idiot. He misunderstood us completely, <laughs> <laughs> which was really great. It was extremely funny. This area was really cool. Um, I will say, I can't wait until parts, you know, two, three, and four of this game, where hopefully the wolves mean anything. Yeah, it, yeah, it, I mean, I agree, I agree. The wolves don't mean a whole lot yet. They're just kind of there. They're, uh, yeah. you know, there's some kind of, they're just, they're just, they're an enemy. That's all they the are wo- right now. They killed the fucking queen, like... There's a reason that but, they're, they're we are coming back to revisit these wolves. It's wolves in a desert, and they're just like it's chill, it's normal. They can kill the whole city if they feel like it. Yeah. Just don't worry about it. Also, like literally, it's like okay, yeah, it's a wedding. The entire like military force of uh, you know of facade. Uh, facade is here, and <laughs> like the wolves just gonna jump but... down in the middle of them and kill everybody or kill yeah. the queen. Yeah. Yeah. It's like okay. It's... Fucking Alex over here acting like that guy from Chicken Run. 
<laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't think the wolves are going to come back. Like, They're coming. They Mark my fucking words. We're getting a long ass side quest about what those wolves are and who the shade wolf was. They're just desert Marked. wolves. Okay? They're, that's not a I real mean, thing. <laughs> Neither are shades. Think... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's. Fair He's point. got that's you there, point. man. I, I don't, I don't know. think it's completely unreasonable to think that when the second half of this game comes around, we'll be getting context for literally everything. Yeah. That's Every my little thing. That's my assumption. Now, will it all make sense? Well, will it all be know. reasonable? No. Okay. Not reasonable. No. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the, the next key on this list. Um, so next we have the Law of Robotics key. Uh, so in this one, you you go and, and meet up with Gideon, who is the, the younger brother of the, the two brothers that run the weapon shop. You do get a cutscene of... Um, something that happened years prior from when you were still you know, younger at some point um, where the younger brother and older brother are kind of walking through the you know big robot facility for whatever reason. And I think, and again, correct me if I'm misremembering this, but I think what happens is there's a large robot behind them doing literally nothing. And then Gideon trips on a pole. The pole moves backwards, causes a chain reaction that has a big piece of structure fall. And then his older brother kind of jumps and pushes him out of the way and is crushed and killed in the process. And Gideon is completely distraught and then blames it on the robot because he assumes the robot like killed his brother intentionally or something like that. Which is then how we find him a little bit older and completely a broken shell of a man who only wants to have all of the robots in the world killed. Um, so that's that's sort of his whole shtick. He has you go in there and, and you know get some materials so that he can create and, and provide you with a better weapon. So you run through the exact same robot area again, uh, go back, give him the weapon, come back a little bit later, and then he lets you know that he wants you to go kill this big robot that was kind of what he assumes to be like the mastermind of his brother's death. So you have to go back into there with that new robot or with that new weapon you found to to kill this robot. Eventually you make your way into the, the pit of it and you find the large robot he was talking about that is actually being controlled by a shade. And then you have a big, you know, a big fight between the two of them um you know you and, and the robot shade where um interestingly it does you know the robot does talk about wanting to escape a lot when it like flies up towards the ceiling but eventually it doesn't really matter what it wants because you kill the living shit out of that robot and then let you know let gideon know that you did that and he's you know happy that you did that and and continues to then allow you to upgrade your weapons as well as giving you the law robotics key so how do we feel about the robot section of this game coming back again for another time and then making you go through it twice no matter what and between three to seven times if you want to upgrade your weapons? How many times do I have to walk through the same hallway before I can be done? <laughs> because It's, it's, it's not even just the same hallway. It's, it's not even just that you have to go through the same area. Inside of that area, it's all just one fucking hallway. It's just the same exact like cube of room copied seven times in a mm. row. It's the pinnacle of game design is what that is. It's very efficient, you know? The devs had no problem making this part. It was done in five minutes. <laughs> they made the assets and then... They're prepping you for Automata to hate the machines. <laughs> mm, you're right. You're right. I was... Yeah, I was going to say, like, I've had enough robots. Hey, I loved the machines in Automata, all right? What is Gideon doing here is my only question, okay? Like, listen, you're like you're the main character, you're the protag, okay? And, like, you kill hundreds of shades on the idea that your sister is, like, just taken away, okay? Gideon's brother is killed in front of him, and he's just standing around doing nothing. Okay, 
Gideon can't doesn't do strike it, me. Oh, Get to work, Gideon. Come Make on. those games, Gideon. <laughs> I don't think he could run in and murder all the robots himself. You know? Okay, well, I mean, he had not yeah, with that, that attitude. attitude. He had five years to get stronger, get back in there. Cool. Uh, Gideon is too much. Yeah, he's very if, a lot. Yes. Whenever I walk mm-hmm. up to him, he goes, <laughs> "Kill the machines." <laughs> I'm like, all right. literally just like that. All right, Duncan does such a good impression. <laughs> <laughs> this game has like I, a this, it has a caricature problem where it's like, oh, what have I seen cartoon and, crazy and people? I don't do? mind. I'm gonna do if that. His character had like. It would have been one thing if, like, that was his character, right? His character was, I want all the machines dead, and I'm going to laugh like a, like a, you know, wild person, and that's it. But previous to that, he had been, like, a well-fleshed-out or interesting character who had, like, some depth to him, and it was, like, tragic that he had lost himself in this way. But he's not, like, he sucked in the previous section, too. He's just like, my mom's dead, and I, that's it. That's all I have. I'm going to go cry. And it's like, yeah, that's sad for you, kid. But also, you're not interesting or fun to be around. <laughs> so I was just kind of like over it. Like, don't get me wrong. He's had a bad life, right? His mom died. His brother died. I'm sure it was very tragic. I'm sure a lot of us would succumb to wanting to kill all the machines in the world. But uh, my God, I was sick of him by 35 seconds into talking to him again. It's going to be like, damn, Alex, you brutal. Stop yeah, your mom died. We get it. Get over it already. Come on. How long is it to get oh, over, look, to, to get over the good. death of your mom? <laughs> Not in front um, of the customers, at least. Sucks. Let's talk about the together. next one because it's more interesting. Sound good? Cool. No. So the next one. <laughs> just, uh, just, <laughs> wow. Okay, 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 got it. So there's, a, there's an interstitial one here. Um, there's an interstitial one that we'll talk about. It's not actually a key fragment, but it's a big important part of the story. I forgot that you don't get a key fragment for this. Um, so you you don't have information about the other two key fragments at this point. Whatever the, the two you got, you don't have information about the other two. So you talk to Popola, and she kind of suggests, hey, maybe like go over to, to Seafront and walk around over there and talk to people. Um, I think specifically, I, I think she sends you over there... I don't remember if she sends you over there to check the shipwreck or if she sends you over there because the boatman who was like the red bag guy from the previous section is missing for whatever reason. So you you go over there to 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 find him and you talk That's to his one. wife and you talk to a couple of people around town and they suggest that oh hey maybe he's like in that that shipwreck over there that is you know randomly appeared in the the previous 10 years or however long the game had, had taken place over. Um so you you go there and, you know, kind of go there under the pretense of, like, ooh, maybe he's cheating on his red bag wife. That would be tragic. Ooh. Um, and as you start to go through this, like, interior of the boat, it, they kind of try to, to make it seem really spooky and they make it seem like it's haunted, you know. Uh, and as you're going through, you you find more information. And yeah, they make it seem like it's haunted. And then you find out that, like, oh, actually, it was a slave ship and there's, like, a bunch of corpses on there. And you find some manifestos about, like, you know, the way that slaves on the ship were mistreated, and, and, I mean, obviously they were mistreated, they were slaves, but the way that, like, you know, they were transported and everything like that. Um, and then eventually you find, is it the postman? I'm pretty sure it's the postman uh, runs up because you find, like, a little girl because it's a spooky ship, so, of course, you find a little girl that's not going to directly talk to you. And the postman runs up and tells you that, oh, he's been taking care of this little girl, and she's, you know, unable to, to take care of herself, and so he's been bringing her food or whatever. Um, and then it, you know, he... he basically tells you that you know they formed an attachment and then it turns out that actually she's like an enormous monstrous witch shade which kind of comes out of nowhere and you end up having this you know she is 
by by a wide margin the largest enemy we've seen in the game to this point right she you know you fight her for a little bit on top of the ship and then she kind of goes into her you know quote-unquote true form and ends up being like you know this enormous stories tall water enemy with huge tentacles that you have to go through and fight and just get yourself fucking absolutely your ass handed to you right like you don't you don't win this fight um and as she is about to kill you the postman runs up and starts throwing stuff at her and like you know makes an appeal to her a little bit and talks about how you know, they're not gonna, you know, the two of them, you know, he won't be with her because she's being such a, an awful person, essentially, and that gets her to freeze up long enough for you to shoot a magic spike through her head and kill her, which is, again, how you solve most of your problems in this game. Um, and then she sort of, you know, because she's a shade, dies and, and fades into the sun and the, the town is safe for another day and, and you know, everybody kind of comes together with their being surprised by it and then also being very sad that you did find in there the corpse of the 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 ferryman who was previously with the red bag lady i'm assuming that's not i'm assuming that's something that has to happen not something that just happened in my particular save but the 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 dude dies the red bag dude dies and that's like that's honestly the takeaway that the town has not that it was almost destroyed by this giant shade but everybody is just very sad that they don't get to hear the bickering of this fun couple anymore which honestly same i enjoyed them quite a bit so um, you do not get a key fragment for that, but it is kind of a, I don't know, a, feels like one of the bigger moments at this point in, in the game. Um, did this, did this, did you guys enjoy this? Did you enjoy this whole section, the slave ship and the big fight and the spooky, fake spookiness and everything? This, this one, this was one of the higher points for me, I think. Uh, I really enjoyed this section and, you know, you say like, okay. oh yeah, they tried to make it spooky. I think they succeeded. Um... Because I was, I was pretty into it. Like, now Duncan's giving me a quizzical look, but we're going to go back to that. But, like, I don't know. I was just kind of into the... I was like, oh, it's like a slave ship. I'm like, oh, shit, that's... that's I didn't see that coming in this game. And then they were like, oh, yeah, you find implements of torture. I'm like, oh, shit, we're getting heavy with this. And I was getting pretty spooked out. And then you have to get this lantern to, you know, go into these dark parts. And it gets to this one point where the... Uh, the floor falls from underneath you and, you know, you drop the lantern and it's pitch black and you can kind of maybe see some silhouettes in the back. And I had a Doki Doki moment because it was like, it was like the Sayori part. I like leaned back. I had like my hands over my face because I'm like, if I find this lantern, I turn it on. It's going to be a bunch of gross shit. I'm not going to like that. And I was legitimately spooked uh, during that part. Wow. So it worked for me. Yeah. I played it in the middle of the day, so I did not really feel that experience at all i think i didn't ah i played it before see, i didn't know it was gonna be spooky so i was like oh yeah get me in that shit boss let's do this and then you know it was kind of spooky but i was you know 2 p.m and sunny in my room so i didn't i didn't get spooked by it but i i, I it, they did a much better job making this spooky than they did emile's manor the first time you went there i will say that for sure yeah this was this was the section i'm really excited to get a hold of some of the context on for for that monster because she has like a she has like a monologue before she fades into the sun of like like shade language like she's just basically just talking in like some backwards gargled uh nonsense and it's like i don't know i thought that scene was really beautiful as like she died in the sun and faded away and shit like that I, I kind of dug that part of it, and I thought that the fight was really cool. Like, just the monster design was cool. I really like that, like, Scylla, Scylla? I don't know how to actually pronounce that. Uh, but, like, like little girl, thousands of tentacles under kind of thing. You know, 
sea monster. All right, all right, all right. Listen, <laughs> not like that, okay? I'm getting looks. No one. Hey. No. Yeah. Just yeah. Cool, all right. Yeah. Nobody but it's you a cool implied monster that. design. Fuck right. off. That's a guilty conscience coming out of us. Listen, I like tentacles. It's just not a. <laughs> Josh is like laying down right now. Jesus. Webcams was a oh, mistake. I'm glad the soundbite of I Josh like is tentacles like, is forever is preserved. It's horizontal right now at that description. Ugh. I um I don't know. This is one that I don't think we're gonna get additional context. I, on, honestly. This is, really? I hope we do too. I, I hope we do. I for some reason I'm I feel really like predicting. We're not going to. I don't know. If maybe Kaine and her have some kind of special connection. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. All right. I can see that. Yeah. I, I'm predicting. I'm predicting that in the next. And this is an early prediction. I'm predicting in the next act we get shade subtitles. I could see that. Mm, okay. I would like Even that. Even if that's a lot. what it is. Even if that's all it is, that'd be good. If that's all it is, that's still a fuckload. Yeah. Like that'll be a ton. I'm predicting that that giant shade little girl thing is Kaine's grandmother. Could anything Strong possible? When we don't With know Yoko Taro, yes. That is fair. That is fair. Um, also, R.I.P. Ferryman. You, you were a good one. You and your wife were a great combo. It was a real one. The stupidest side quest. You fucking sent it a little bit too hard, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's pour one out for him. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move on. Let's move on to the next one, the one that I remember least of any of them, uh, the memory tree key. So I'm going to... This was just words. Michael, Michael, you played it recently, so I'm going to lean on you, hopefully. This one, you you end up um, going back to the mysterious forest. What the fuck was it called? <laughs> the mis- the f- I think it was the mysterious forest. Okay. Yes, forest go on, Alex. I'm supporting Good. you here. Thank you. <laughs> Um, and you you end up going to the you know the divine tree in this forest, which is kind of like the heart of the heart of the village. It's like the biggest tree at the end of it. Um, and you have another text based sequence here where you answer questions based on a story. There's a little, a little bit more like riddle information. I think this one had a little more like I lie, I tell the truth type riddle stuff information in it, um, which again is exclusively my jam, so it worked really well. Um, I don't remember what the context of the story that you're told at the divine tree was. I think it had something to do about like the world or humans dying, something like that. Does anyone remember? I honestly don't remember this one. I found way less interesting than the previous one. Yeah. So, I mean, I played this, I don't know, a a few days ago at this point. Um, And what I can tell you is nothing. I (laughs) I, all I remember was Yona being like the last answer. Mm. of it all mm-hmm. it was like and like and who do you care about the most and it was like yona but in like different amounts of text yeah i do remember yeah. that. that's all i remember there were like weird spaces between yeah, yeah 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 it did not stick i will say that for sure um because i still remember the previous ones because i thought the previous ones were incredible but this one was not not nearly as good um and you don't do anything special you sort of answer all these questions and then you just get the key it's just at the base of the tree for some reason after that point so um mm. Anyone have thoughts about that one? Yeah, maybe one of the endings will play as the truth. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. That'd be cool. Well, we can just, we'll just do a stealth edit in here if it turns out after the fact that it was super important and we all forgot a really cool thing. But uh, I think realistically, that's just kind of uninteresting. So let's move on. Yeah. Let's move on to the sacrifice key. Maybe maybe one of the more interesting ones of, of the batch. So this one, you um, you get a letter, or I think technically uh popola gets a letter saying that uh the airy has has opened up and they're trying to establish trade route connections and they have a shop and you should come shop there and like it's you know much better than it was because it had previously kind of closed itself off in the interim period between the two sections we played um so you 
you get there and there are still people in the houses, you know, it's still kind of very closed off. But as you get to the one of the main bridges, you do find that there is like a, a you know, a kind of a pop up bazaar that's set up and there are some people selling different weapons and items and everything like that. And you can kind of go through there. Um, but you know, what you, you do is you end up talking to a guard for some reason, uh, and then as you talk to him, it sort of becomes clear that actually this guard is not, you know, just a normal person. It's a shade, and it starts to become clear that a lot of the people in the in the area have become shades or been infested by shades, and they've sort of infiltrated the whole area. So you start fighting, like, you have a pretty, pretty huge, I don't know, long-term fight with all the shades throughout the, the area. Somewhere in that fight, Kaine gets knocked out and then is just unconscious for the entire fight. Um, and then eventually you end up fighting, once again, this this enormous shade, this, like, giant magical eye creature that has, like, a bunch of cool floating, I don't know, like, they're, like, fins, sort of, but not on their back. It's, like, circling around them, blocking magic. And, it, you know, it's it's this an enormous creature that is threatening to destroy the entire area because it's, you know, it's it's this huge shade. And you go through this fight, like, fighting different parts of the area, killing the shades as you go along until eventually fighting, you know, this large one over and over again, which ends in one of the cooler scenes, which is you are having difficulty killing it and, and Emil is trying to help you and, and Kaine is unconscious for a lot of this Um and then eventually, Emil, having become the ultimate weapon, uh, does everything he can to unleash his final power, which involves him, you know, assuming his true form and killing this enormous shade with your help, but in the process being unable to kind of contain how much destructive energy he's putting out and turns the entire area into uh, basically an enormous crater. Kills everybody who was in there, destroys every building that was in there, um, and again, sort of just creates a massive explosion, which allows you to kill the Shade and allows you and Kaine to escape, uh, you, Kaine, and Vice to escape, but in doing so, again, destroys the entire area. Um, and then there's a really touching scene. Shortly after that, you get the fragment, but there's a really touching scene where um, Emil, again, tries to come to terms with the fact that he's so powerful that he couldn't control it, and what he did was basically commit a giant war crime and, and kill a large number of innocent people. And you all comfort him with, like, no, but we got away. You let us get away. Fuck the innocent people that died. We got away. <laughs> um, this was, this we was... have to save Yona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This was definitely, in my opinion, probably the best key of the bunch. The only reason it didn't hit quite as hard for me as it should have is because I was... This was the first one I did. First or second one I did. Uh, and... I was underleveled and underpowered, so the enormous boss fight took me, like, legitimately 25 minutes because I was still on hard, so I just couldn't do fucking damage to the boss, and it took forever. But I really liked this one. This one was great. You did a pretty good job. I mean, like, I don't know how much more I really have to say about that one where I'm like, that was just a, that was just a well-written, well-designed uh, uh, part of the, the key fragment search. I... I don't know, both fights in the airy just kind of, like, worked, but, I mean, it's just another tack on the, the like, long trail of, like, oh, hey, Emil is fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and this one happened for me, like, right before the final boss, so I'm mm. like, okay, so Emil's gonna kill the Shadow Lord. <laughs> um, we're going to right, use yeah. Emil to kill the Shadow Lord. Um, mm -hmm. So, so yeah, that was a, that, that was a impactful scene for for me too and also I'll, I'll say another thing um anytime 
they have remade the cutscenes. Like like the cutscenes are in like a different like pre-rendered format than the actual like in-game cutscenes. Oh, it looks so choice. It looks so fucking good. And yeah. that was one of them. Um, they rarely do it. I think they only do it like three times from what we've seen. Uh, but whenever they do it, 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 it really, really works. So some of the like particle effects and um, pre-rendering on that cutscene are like really, really good for that big blast. Yeah, that does look extremely good. And and again, I think this this one also has, you know, the the themes that I think the game will continue exploring of like, you know, this faux familial construct and the this idea of otherness, right? Like you you've already had this big thing. Stop shaking your head, Josh. Fuck you. You've already had this big <laughs> thing happen, right? But the entire like this entire second half has a lot to do. Like a, a lot of the emotional beats hit around the idea of Emil and Kaine trying to accept who they are while the entirety of every like civilized structure pushes them out you know they're not allowed to sleep in the 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 village that you grew up in because they make people uncomfortable you go back to the area and the area is just completely pushing the idea of kaine being back there away they assume that even though she hasn't been there in years and shades infiltrated the entire place and are actively killing the citizens it's her fault that this is all going to shit right they they push away the idea of anything that looks or feels different to them in any way and i think that's a, a theme that I hope to see continue to be explored in the game, but it's, it's something that, you know, I keep bringing up as a message myself mostly because it's not something I was actively thinking about while playing this game, but it does seem to be kind of scattered all over the place in, in a really interesting way. So, yeah, that's the only kind of, that's that, that kind of shit's the only thing you get from playing it just a month before <laughs> <laughs> us, us old two monthers. We, we, we saw that way before, you know, oh, yeah. Josh, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep, we both yep. saw that way before. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. We were thinking about it and everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I mean, I, I do agree that this section was very good. And also I was the same with Duncan. It was right before I fought. It was, I, I think this was the last one I did. It was either this one or the wolf one. I'm pretty sure it was this one though. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think something that's, you know, that is pretty big is that, you know, the shades were hiding as humans. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, you mentioned that. But, I mean, it is honestly really big, especially when you consider what happens, like, in the end and what you kind of figure out what shades are. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of huge to think about, like, the shades aren't just, like, you know, uh, what what's, like, incoherently. I don't know. Like, they're not just, like, haphazardly attacking people. They're actually... They they're are thinking. Wild. They're civilized. Yeah, yeah. They're civilized. They're thinking. They're trying to hide with humans now. Like, what does this mean? What are shades? And you know, as we get into the end of the story here, we'll kind of figure out more about that. But it definitely seems the shades are evolving at this point, and it it, it starts to make it way more interesting for sure. It's not. Uh... Man, you are just describing Automata, though. You could just you could just replace shades with robots, and it's the <laughs> yeah. same. Yeah, shit. yeah, you're right. Like what you just said look, is just look. Yeah. It's you know, you're right, honestly. I didn't even think about that. Near Automata is just this game, but better. I'm, and we all know. Everybody knows it. it was, Yoko Taro was like, hey, can I take <laughs> yeah. another stab at that one? Cool, I'll do it better this time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that is, throughout this entire key fragment section, that's a, a kind of recurring thing that people will hype on as every time. is like, oh, that's, but Shades wouldn't do that. They're not smart enough to do that. Well, how would they, how would they, you know, why are they putting on armor? Why are they hiding with people? Why was that Shade controlling a robot and trying to run away? Like, you know, they, they keep harping on that in a way that's like, oh, okay. Like it's clearly building up to a big reveal about what Shades are and the nature of Shades and, and everything. But um, yeah, this is, this is definitely, I think the biggest instance of that throughout the, the entire section here. Yeah. I mean, like, the whole shades are people thing gets kind of like 
like really tossed at you very 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 early and throughout almost the whole thing where it's like this this is a pretty easy connection yeah. to make mm-hmm. um yeah but um do you should we move on to the shadow lord's castle do you want me to take take the reins from you i think so yeah i think i i would like to talk about about the ending to this game i think everything because this is the last point for side quests so this is i spent a lot of time right here just doing a ton of side quests um but i think the the last two hours here that you're going to cover is is the the meat and potatoes of what we're here for cool so well if we start going to shadow lord's castle there's no turning back duncan are you are you ready yes or no yes i'm ready to find my sister yo this and everyone else must accompany me this is a little all shades must die (laughs) i hate shades (laughs) oh this certainly won't come to bite me thematically (laughs) (laughs) i will say i was was a little upset there is a quest that i got at the very end that requires you going into like the second level of the lost shrine so i was like oh i'll just do that real quick and then i was like man this isn't going to hit right, because I'm just going to ignore these enemies, leave, get the fucking item, escape from the Lost Shrine, and then come back and treat it like it's the final fucking mission. Mm-hmm. Yep, I know that. I know I did that exact same thing. Um, So, you got to go back to the last Lost Shrine, because that is the entrance to the Shadow Lord's Castle, where you had originally found Grimoire Vice and all that shit. So, you go through, and there is a large garden that you land in, um... And there are some bird statues that you talk to. Don't think too much about it. They have some riddles for you. Um, and essentially, the, the riddles are just like, how does one live forever? How does one separate their body? And essentially, it is Black Scrawl, you know, extracts the human from you. Humans are shades. Like, basically just really confirming that for you, um, uh, that fact for you. Well, the to vessel. Be, so yes. put it in the, the vessel. vessel. Yeah, humans are it, yeah. souls specifically. You're the shades yeah. are souls of humans specifically. Like this is about the soul being separated from the body in a way that like feels like it, it's it, it's a reveal. The game doesn't treat it like a reveal, but it's definitely a reveal. It's a reveal that I think everyone kind of knew though, right? Yeah. Like like we already kind of yeah. already knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was just like, hey, going forward, this is a fact, so you can start thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, when you when you uh, uh, come to the the first gate, surprise, surprise, Devla and Popla are there to stop you. Um, they are talking uh, kind of prophecy talk. They are talking, you know, almost like slight nonsense where it's like this makes a little bit of sense, but they aren't giving their full motive quite yet. Um, so they don't want you to go in. They want you to turn back. You fight them, and uh, they decide to retreat, um, allowing you to explore further into the castle. Uh, so as you go through the castle, you find a ballroom. Um, there are people dancing, turns into shades, and then, for some fucking reason, a giant boar, armored boar busts in. Oh, yeah. He's poisonous. He's big. He's here to party. It's all about him. Uh, so you, you try and fight him, but he's too powerful. So you run deeper into the castle, right? Uh, Alex is giving air quotes because it is not that powerful, but we'll get into that later. Um, so uh, as you, as you, uh, delve deeper into the castle being chased by the boar, um, somehow the king of facade is here and his men, and he's like, we'll hold off the boar. You keep going and find your sister. And they do the whole, like, no, you can't. It's not about you. This is my blah, blah, blah. And then you you leave them behind to fight the boar. Um, so 
once that happens, you finally get to the um, one of the ending parts of the Shadow Lord's castle, which is like a, a, a almost like a big like where like warehouse space where the windows are broken and it looks like like almost like a mall staircase or like mm-hmm. a giant like escalator behind it. Um, and and they kind of explain their purpose. You as the the character um, were a uh, protag was raised to be a body or husk or shell. They kind of use all those terms for the Shadow Lord to um, to inhabit. And you could you know guess that's probably why your sister was captured too. So uh, you know they're like this has to stop here. You fight them. Devila dies. Um, uh, Popola gets really fucking upset about it of course and just explodes into bullets uh and and not explodes into bullets she's just producing them at a rapid rate um emil kind of pushes you away from it uh and helps you out with this bubble and decides that you know he is going to finish her off uh as she is insanely powerful and let you guys go which is not a plan he shares initially but just kind of does it and in this like amazing cutscene just kind of like puts himself off and um almost makes like a like void black hole sort of thing where he is like inside the black hole kind of like in a um a crouched like fetal position almost saying how he doesn't want to die and things like that and um eventually the two of them disappear uh popola and um uh, emil so you got to keep going and pushing through the shadow lord's castle you see yona asleep in a bed and the shadow lords appears and you know it's go time with him so you fight him for a while and then yona awakes um stopping in the middle of the fight yona wakes up and she says you know hold on that starts walking towards uh, uh one of the two of you and you have this moment where she's coming towards you and she's like brother and you're like yes finally my dear younger sister and walks right past you to the shadow lord of course of course of course so um eventually uh you know she says that she doesn't want you guys to fight anymore um you know she she kind of regrets feeling like she's in someone else's body there is someone else here calling um and she walks into the light killing her shade self um uh, and the shadow lord fight continues as he laments about what happened there um grimoire vice this entire time has been pushed to his limits he has been glitching out having a hard time trying to kind of keep up with all the fighting um not being able to fight any longer he's like okay i've got one more thing for you don't turn me into a goddamn cookbook and uh you go at it with one massive attack and finish off the shadow lord um with the shadow lord defeated Protag goes to Yona, and um, Grimoire Vice is now a ghost, uh, has a ghost voice, I don't know what else to say, and uh, it recommends that you call out to her, that you, you, you know, you find her deep down in there, and um, you kind of have this, like, black space memory thing with Yona, and um, it ends with Who do I love more than anyone? And it gives you a text box and you fill in your own name as the pro tag uh, for what you put in there. And then, you know, you reunite, awaken. She says that she feels like a a princess. uh, And then you uh, embrace and then Kaine kind of looks and is like, hmm, that's that's cool. Well, 
I'm out. And she, uh, she leaves. And then as they embrace and kind of leave that scene, there's a cut scene, um, that shows them as kids on like this grassy field, uh, and, um, Protag brings Yona a, like a flower and they lay on the grass together and lament about or just talk about how nice the day is. And that's credits for ending A. That was a lot. I was going to say, as you were going through that, I know we were like, we'll just break it up into three sections. I was like, I have something to say about literally every single bullet point we had on this list that you just went through. <laughs> and some of them are longer conversations. Oh. Yeah, well, why don't, you, why don't you bring us to one of those? Well, uh, first off, just at the top, the whole aesthetic of like the garden that you go to in between going into the Shadow Lord's Castle and leaving the Lost Shrine is extremely cool, and I'm very into the idea of like birds giving you riddles. And if you just like, you know, if you go through the door without answering all of the riddles, it just gets you into an infinite loop. You walk back into the beginning of the garden again, and then it just lets you go through and you walk back into the garden again. So I think that whole section is really cool. Um, but I, I think the, like the reveal, I guess. Did you all see, because, you know, I think Josh, you and I had, had specifically had looked up a lot about this game previously after we beat Automata. I don't remember, Michael and Duncan, how much you looked up. Did you all see, like, Devola and Popola being the main enemies of this section coming? A little bit, but not really. What about you, Michael? I mean, a little only because, um, because of Automata saying, like, oh, we condemned humanity, so now we're stuck doing this shit so i was like okay they're probably up to no good at some point they do something stupid i don't know if it's stupid or malicious we'll find out and so i kind of saw them being Mm -hmm. at the end i see i knew that they you know automata doesn't tell you what they did automata only tells you and and automata also specifically says like hey devil and popola like the ones in this game are not the ones in uh, near automata right they're different devil and popolas um so this like we i didn't know that they would try to kill me <laughs> is what's like i knew that they <laughs> fucked something up i didn't know that what they fucked up was they were gonna try to straight up kill me and in doing so get themselves fucking fucking murked i so when they showed up and they were like also had cool wands and were doing cool attacks i was not prepared for it in any way shape or form and that was that was one of that was probably the coolest fight in the game for me is the first instance of fighting devil and popola so i have a question then Mm -hmm. if if they were raising you to be a husk why were they like here is all of this magic all of these weapons and all of this power i mean maybe it was to give the shadow lord an appropriate body Mm -hmm. like a trained body i don't know yeah that's kind of unclear um did we find out yeah it's a pretty big plot hole to be like hey Here's what all these key fragments do and mean. <laughs> like, well, they're probably like, let me bring you to the Shadow Lord. But also when you get there, they're like, no, 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 stop. Turn around. They And they do say like, oh, I was, we yeah. were hoping to put this off for another, like a considerable amount of time still. I think they say like a, I thought they said like a hundred years or something, but I might be totally making that up. But they say that they were not planning on having this confrontation anytime soon. So I, which doesn't make sense to me because they're the ones that like led you down this path. So don't fully understand what that's all about but i don't know i i just that maybe that initial maybe they ran out of excuses during five years yeah <laughs> like they just couldn't make anything else no, up. Like, he's really determined uh, why we shouldn't not have kidnapped his sister that early that was a mistake we fucked that one up real bad um i don't know so that's i don't, I don't know i thought that was a really again 
I found that to be an exceedingly interesting moment in the game. So, no, know. I agree. It was definitely really cool to like. I mean, I, you know, like you said, I did look up stuff about this game before I got mm-hmm. in there, but I totally forgot most of it. Like, I didn't yeah. expect them to be there, so it was definitely it was still a huge surprise for me. Uh, I don't know. It was just a really cool part. Um, I think you and I had we had talked off mic and had said that like as we were going through this part, every subsequent reveal was less like, oh, that's crazy, and more like, oh yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. Oh exactly. yeah, I remember. Oh yeah, yeah. there's these are yeah all shades of humans. I remember that now. Yeah, because it was way back before like they announced the uh, the remake. We we're just yeah. like, ah, I'm never gonna play this game because it's not gonna be remade or anything like that. I'll just watch this synopsis on YouTube. And- yep. Lo and behold, here we are. Mm. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> yep. What are you gonna do? yep. Um, so that that was, I don't know, that was really cool. And then the whole, you know, I think, because you go to, you do the, the fucking, I don't want to, I don't want to cut past how stupid it is that the King of Facade is there. I loved the scene. Like, let's be clear. Uh, let me be clear. The scene where the King of Facade and all of his men sacrifice themselves and they're talking about, like, what are the rules about dying gloriously in battle for something like that scene I thought was really good. The fact that they were there at all is fucking stupid. It makes no god. Like, hopefully we get context for that, but it was dumb as shit that he just showed up. Like, did you also get the riddles with the birds that trapped you in infinity? Because I had to get the riddles with the birds, so I hope you had to do that too. I like them debating a bunch of rules in front of that bird being like, no, 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 no. rule 7482 dictates (laughs) that we are not to answer bird riddles. Stop. (laughs) We need to consult. But that was that was cool. I, I like I like that they gave the King of Facade a good send off, at least though. I just wish they had done it in a way that made like just an ounce more sense for him to have existed there even a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he should not have been there, and also you should have been able to kill that boar. That boar was fucking easy, dude. That boar was that not boar hard. Was I killed that boar like six times of the game's just like, nah, he's gonna get right back up. Can we get mm-hmm. context yep. for the boar? <laughs> I would love Honestly, some kind I think that's that's the ending uh, D that we're going to no, be I playing think that's ending B. I would have assumed board. it would be ending B. <laughs> <laughs> we both did it. We both did it. Uh, also, I fucking, I cut that board to pieces with the sword two times the size of my body. And it was fine. And then it's charging at me with its full body weight. And one fucking spear from one random ass soldier of facade brings it to its knees in a heartbeat. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Nah, 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 nah. I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. It was a little bit cheesy. They're just like, as long as you're, as long as you have your tree, yeah. <laughs> if we die here, yeah. it'll be fine. <laughs> I, it was. I do just love the absolute overcommitment that all of the side characters have for Yona, for for Protag's quest mm-hmm. for Yona. It's just like, in like the whole like pushing Grimoire to his absolute end. I'm like, can you give this guy a break? Because he's like dying the whole time. Protag doesn't give his mm-hmm. shit because he's just thinking about Yona he so does not. deeply. And he doesn't really care about, like, he cares about Emil. But, like, I don't really get that vibe from him that he really cared that Emil died. And I think that's why, like, because there's a middle section in between the, the, the main Shadow Lord fight and the sacrifice that Emil makes where kind of, I think she, like, beats the shit out of him for a little bit. Uh, and, yeah. and, like... I think she like really felt that grief, and he's like, "What? <laughs> what? We we gotta go get Yona." <laughs> and and I think there's something. Well, it's like, yeah, she's right over there. Because wasn't it wasn't it like the protagonist was like doing the stereotypical like, "Oh no, I'm gonna fall to my knees and cry because Emil sacrificed himself," and Kaine was like, "Fuck you! He didn't die for nothing. Get your ass up! I'm gonna beat your ass if you don't fucking finish this now." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yep. 
Don't just sit there yeah. and wallow in grief about Emil because, like, he died so that you could get your fucking sister. If we don't get your fucking sister, he died for nothing, you know? Yeah, that was a turning point for me on Kynam. Like, <laughs> yeah, all right. You, you all right. Yeah. Yeah, good call. That's... Beat the shit out of Protag. He has a coming. <laughs> he sucks. He's not good. Yona sucks. Why is he going through all this effort? No. Also, I am curious if we're going to get any context on, like, because Grimoire Vice doesn't just, like, you know, he doesn't just stop working because he's being overused. He gets shocked with magic at some point by Devil and yep. Popola. So I don't know if that's going to, like, that was not explained what happened at any point. So I don't know if they're just going to be like, oh, yeah, that was him dying. And I'm also wondering, mm-hmm. like, it was a big like, hit because a lot of the, the glitchy effects are, like, actual, like, static. And it sounds very, like, like yeah. microphone So I wonder how, like, technology, like, actual technology-based this, like, thing is or they're just trying to do a goofy audio effect, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think it'll end that up be being. Interesting. I think we'll end up finding out it was tech-based. Tech that's that's my, my assumption. Um and then I do just, I want to clarify, in Devil and Popola's big speech, um, you know, yes, they tell you that you're, a, you know, a replicant, you're a husk for to be, a soul to be put into later, but also they do mention that, like, oh, this was all part of Project Gestalt, because humans were dying, and the race was That's going right. to go extinct, and humans did. There are, like, nobody you've met is a human. Everybody is a replicant. There's no real humans left anywhere. Um, and I think that's, like, you know, again... That was another one of those things that's like, oh, yeah, I did know that. You're right. Correct, actually. Everybody is not a real human here. <laughs> um, but I, I do think yeah. that reveal is kind of cool. I just, I do hate they, like, they give you the Gestalt papers as an item you can look at right at the beginning of the Devil and Popola fight. So, like, they gave me that. And yeah. I was like, cool, pausing, not doing the fight. Going to read these, like, six different documents you gave me so I can look through those and figure out the context of what's happening first. Uh, Devil and Popola, can we just put a pin in this real quick? I just got to I just gotta <laughs> look through these real quick. No, no, excuse me. Excuse me. I'm trying to read you this. You did a lore dump. You called the Zoom meeting, all right? I need to get full context on what's going on before we continue on. Um, yeah. But that part was so fucking, like, that whole, like, even divorced from the lore implications of everything that happens to that Devil and Popola fight, it's just a really well-designed and fun boss fight. Like, I enjoyed the second Devil and Popola fight quite a bit, especially with the two phases where, where Devil dies and then Popola is, like, impossible to get to because she's shooting out mm-hmm. so much different magic and you have to, like, kind of weave your way in and out and do damage to her. Like, I... I that whole section was extremely cool, I thought. Like, everything about that section was great. Ooh, that song, though. That song where the two voices... Oh, the song mm, of the together. ancients. It's so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. That part was... Oh, I forgot to turn Fuck, the music I'm gonna fucking scream, dude. It was I'm so kidding. beautiful. <laughs> and then you just... The music stops, and you just hear Vice just say hussy four times, and you're just like, <laughs> I need to turn the volume off. <laughs> Wow. Drop a fucking sick rap. Although Emil Sacrifice <laughs> is also a really good one too. Emil Sacrifice is all, like the, you know, as much as I liked the the theme of Emil being like, you know, in a different body, um, just the the fucking scene of him in that void, curled up in the fetal position, having actively yeah. chosen to sacrifice himself minutes ago, and then the last thing he says being he doesn't want to die. Oh yeah. man, that fucked me right up. That was really, I watched it. Really I watched beautiful. that again, and I got the feels I, again. I pulled, yeah, I pulled myself so in the other side. I'm like, I know you haven't watched this game, but we're gonna watch this one cutscene. I'm like, let's get into this. <laughs> Listen, I just want to share this with someone. 
literally i started watching like a, a comparison video that was like here's the old graphics and the new graphics and i had my significant other there too and uh it was just like it got to that part where he was in the void and it's just like am i getting in my feels right yeah, now yes you are <laughs> we were just looking at a comparison video but i'm kind of getting in the feels again <laughs> yeah but i mean it, it go on it was so like it was so because he's just dying alone in a black void, and that part just hit mm -hmm. me. It's just like, he's this kid, yeah. essentially a kid, coming to grips with having to die alone in, like, a terrifying way. Like, I don't know. I think the VA just did, like, an incredible yeah. job with that. Mm -hmm. Then the little staff. And I mean, oh, yeah, he's got his fucking cool-ass staff. I just think allowing or choosing his last words to be, I don't want to die, is such a powerful choice right like because you don't like this whole game has been so cheesy and melodramatic at so many different points right yeah you know, like we were just talking about the king of facade and that, that whole thing being like way over the top and like you know the, the interactions are very melodramatic right and so you would expect this like over the top story you know emil chooses like to get this hero's death and like and you know, think of all the different stories where you see that they always look like there's always some quippy one-liner about like hopefully this is enough for you to make it or like you know, some callback to some inside joke that then they can die with a smile. And Emil doesn't get that. He gets, like, the real-ass thing of, like, I did what felt right in the moment, and it sucks, and I don't want this, and I can't take that back, and I just have to, like, deal with the fact that I chose to end my life, and I don't want that to happen. That's so fucking powerful. It's, it was, that was the best moment of this game by, by a wide margin at this point, I think. Yeah, I would agree. That's that's the best yeah. moment so far, so far. True. Maybe we'll get a lot of really good stuff when we get to see the next story. Best part of Automata was at the very end. That so. is true. That's extremely true. Mm -hmm. So, um, what do we think about this grown ass Yona? What do we think about this? Like the 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 end end when we're talking. Oh, when I say end end, I'm referencing to like when the Shadow Lord is defeated. Yeah. Hey, hold on, Michael. What do you think about this this new second half of the game, Yona? What do you, this notoriously the Yona hater has logged on. How do you feel about Yona this time around? She was considerably less whiny <laughs> and slightly more bearable. God damn it. Listen, I got to say that I felt more Yona hate this time because of the writing because I it was so weird. Where you were like, I've got you. Yeah. Like you're you're here, you're back. And she's like, eh, I feel like a princess. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? Yes, let the hate what flow through you. Yes. <laughs> what is that line? I didn't mind. Cause you uh, so my my assumption, and clarify if, if you guys read this differently, is that when the the shade because I'm assuming again, I'm also assuming that the Shadow Lord and the shade that was inhabiting Yona were the shades of the two characters we played at the very beginning of this game, like 1100 years ago or yeah. whatever, that was essentially you and your little sister. 100%. Um, so I'm assuming that when that shade chose to end its life to like give Yona back so that she could have a relationship with you as the replicant, that the, the Yona that you got back didn't retain memories of everything that happened in the last five or 10 years or yeah, whatever. So she's still like so, six years old or whatever. Or like, yeah, she's uh, still young yeah. and disoriented and it's just like waking up in this place and you let knowing that you came to rescue her and that's it. And has no idea of like the gravity of the situation as you 
essentially kill any chance for humanity to come back. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, that works. That works. That fits. I think that fits in there. So that didn't bother so me. So we can all agree then that Yona still God sucks. Well, now, <laughs> Is that what we're I never at? held this opinion. Now, Shade Yona. Thank you. But you do now. <laughs> Shade that... Yona is legit. Shade Yona. She good. took her own life for this, knowing that it would probably be the best outcome for the replicants in mm-hmm. general. She knew that she couldn't bear to take somebody else's body knowing that they also loved a significant person in yeah. their lives. I mean, that's know? all it is. She had no idea, like, the implications of what she was doing, I don't think. If she did, it's insane. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't think she did, honestly. She was just, like, I think she felt bad knowing there was another, you know, like, she was taking love away from somebody else, basically. Yeah. So why did Kaine bounce then? I have to assume uh, we find that out next story. Yeah. Maybe she's just yeah. really uncomfortable with the idea of, like... Family? Affection. Yeah. Or maybe she's just like, hey, this sucks. <laughs> I was here because of a meal. You know? This is fucked. Yeah. Could be, like, mission accomplished. I didn't like you that much anyway. I think, just goes. I, I think her shade is going to have some kind of connection to those shades. Mm, I, I could be wrong. but That's smart, yeah. Yeah. Do, fucking... Okay. The protagonist didn't even have, like... Two minutes of an existential crisis about the fact that he's not a human. No, none of that. No, the idea that like, hey, Project Gestalt was this only way we could come up with to save humanity in the future, and he's like, I'm still killing the Shadow Lord. I'm gonna <laughs> fuck, dog. I'm killing the Shadow Lord. I'm not even gonna Did acknowledge the fact the that I killed hundreds and thousands of actual human souls that have gone crazy. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna fucking do it. I'm gonna fuck. Honestly, fuck it. I'm I'd be it. the same way. I'd be the same way. I'd be like, you know what? I'm still living my life. And I know if you were the pro tag, you'd just be like, I gotta go sit in my room for two days. About this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me. I'm just like, F it. I still got a job Man, to do, that'd bro. Be like, that'd be like an FMA, Full Metal Alchemist. That they're like, the Philosopher's Stone is made of humans. Huh. Cool. I'm gonna go use it more. Yeah, I get, I get a free. More than, yeah, cool. I get a free arm and free leg. <laughs> All right, whatever. Can we set? I want. I want this body back. Can we sacrifice the city already? Fuck this shit. Man. Uh, uh, oh god, uh, that's funny. That's I I hope that they do more with that going forward, and in, in the the following endings because that like, you know, again that reveal when you get information about Project Assault and Automata was like the turning point of understanding that the story is a lot more than what we thought it was. And it really didn't feel that way in this one. Like it just, it didn't feel like that factored into the story in any significant way other than describing why you would have a connection with the shadow Lord and whatever shade possessed Yona. I guess I truly have no idea where the story can go from here. Cause if like, you know, kind we've learned that we're going to play kind basically in the next Yeah ending you'll pop up it's like okay well we'll fill in the gaps for the first playthrough but i'm assuming there's gonna be more even after that much like automata and it's like i truly have no idea where i can go from there like it's really leaving a lot of stuff open yeah i guess that's kind of interesting and cool i like that i did i read when i was trying to figure out how long the game was going to be i did read like i forget where the article was from polygon or kotaku or something like that and like If you want to beat the game, it'll be about 20 hours, and you'll get a really satisfying conclusion, and you can be happy with that. But you can then continue and get more information and more stories. And I was like, who the fuck finished that and was like, I'm satisfied. That was everything I wanted out of this game. I feel like they tied up everything that I wanted. (laughs) 
No, fucking right, no. Right. That is not a satisfying conclusion. I need these other like two or four endings or whatever the how many there are, because there are so many questions left unanswered at this point. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm I'm very excited to see um, what changes when we when we play as Kine and what context we get for her story and everything like that. Also, I don't you know the ending sequence is a little weird. What happened in the ending sequence again? Like after we kill after everything, the, just like the ending sequence where the the you know, you and Yona, protagonist Yona, oh, laying down field. as children yeah. again in the field. Yeah, okay, so my thought on that was that it was some sort of, like, afterlife or something like that for the Shades, but that wouldn't make a lot of sense because I feel like they were, like, where they were, if we're saying that those Shades are the same ones we saw in the cutscene from the beginning of the game, when they were younger... They were not in a grassy field or something like that. Maybe this is like the idealization of like them enjoying time together in a place that's not as awful. I I, I don't know. It feels very afterlifey to me, but I don't really fully grasp it. Yeah, I kind of get that. Get a little bit of that vibe. I I thought it was more like um like the, like oh they're reunited. So here's a return to innocence. It's like. It's like back when they were both young. They're back together and they're both happy. And, and, you know, it could be like a stylistic choice. Maybe it isn't meant to be taking super literally. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's... At this point, that I is, feel like that'd be a bit of a cop I mean, that's kind of my best guess, best guess at this point, though, is it is like a, you know, that sort of metaphorical idea of them being back together in that, you know, time before the weight of literally the existence of the human race was on their shoulders i got questions all right let's play a little fuck mary kill hold on we are out of time thanks so much for joining us <laughs> we got two rounds of fuck mary we kill. really don't all right you ready really okay don't. first one devila popola kine go that order yes good job Wow, you'd really kill Kaine. You'd really kill Kaine, though. Killing Devil or Popola, they're so much better. <laughs> I don't. Popola, no. I don't like Kaine <clears throat> that much at this point. I like her. I mean, she's she's very rough around the edges, but uh, you know, she has a good heart. It seems. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Again, I I would have liked her a lot more if I was sixteen when I played this game. Um, I'm hopeful that she comes around a lot, and by the time we do the next episode, she's one of my favorite characters. But as of right now. I'm just not a huge. I'm not a Kine stand personally. Maybe something happens where like she gets like infected and like her shade somehow changes and like a piece of her hair like changes to blue or something. <laughs> <laughs> Got him! Holy shit! I'm all fucking screamed. Oh my god! And then you really that like her. Beautiful. <laughs> I feel personally attacked. Wow. What a stab. Okay, Duncan, give me a fuck Mary kill. No, I'll pass on this one. I, I if I can use if, can I use all characters? Well, I got a second round. Okay, go for it. Three other characters. Fuck Mary Kill, Emil, Weiss, King of Facade. I can neither fuck no Mary Emil because he is a child. Yes. <laughs> King so of I Facade, have to kill I believe, him. is Smart also choice. under eighteen. So I'm fucking Grimoire Vice. And <laughs> you're gonna get a lot of paper cuts. <laughs> <laughs> the um, king of facade is legally old enough to marry so i guess i'll do that which means i'm killing a meal just to make sure the fbi doesn't come after me <laughs> <laughs> uh, um yeah I, i'd fuck mary and then kill red bag man 
<laughs> but 40 years later, after a, yeah. Yeah, after a long marriage. After a long marriage. After a long marriage. That's a perfect answer. That's a perfect answer. Is that all right you there. had down? That's all I had down. Those were all the questions you had down. This Beautiful. man built those questions up. This man wrote them down on a pad of paper. He didn't fucking, he didn't even like remember that. He took the time to write that down and said, this is, this is bringing the thunder. <laughs> wow. Oh, what Lord an amazing, beautiful piece of content. Um, do we want to do any, any general predictions? I, I think I'm looking at the other questions I had written down, and I honestly think we talked about most all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, unless anybody has anything else they want to say. But I think, I think we're, we're coming up on an hour and a half here, so some predictions, and then, and then close it out. We're going to meet Kanye's grandmother. That's my prediction. That, that seems true. I'll be surprised if we do not get some flashback sequence with Kanye's grandmother. Do we think we are actually playing as Kanye? Uh, I mean, yeah. I think we're playing as Kanye. Yeah. The only reason I'm questioning that is I'm like, well, we got all those weapons. Kanye doesn't use any of those weapons. I bet you Kanye is like kind of half immortal because of the half shade. Mm. So she's been around for like a really, really long time. How the fuck is she half a shade now that we know that shades are the souls of people? Maybe she she's like a, a joined, like a complete thing, you know, like the shade inhabited her husk and she's got both. Like they're, they're like mm. complete, you know? Maybe. Maybe hmm. she is a shade in a husk with another shade in there. So there's two shades, one husk. That's possible. Would explain the double personality, you know, the 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 berserk mode and the normal mode, you know. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Mm-hmm. I'm just theory crafting here. No, you're right. No, you're right. I I appreciate it. I mean, I I have no idea. Like honestly. Yeah, I'm. I am curious. I am very curious. My prediction is we will only get a past part of Kaine's story, and then it'll just be the exact same game with shade subtitles. Hmm. I can see that. Where it's like, you know, here's a little snippet to see what the shades are saying. It turns out they're just screaming. Nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing about Yoko Taro is that I think he's really good at hiding what's going to happen, like what's going to happen next in the story, until like just about it, like when it actually happens. Then he just tells you basically it's about to happen. I think that happens a lot in these games, where it's just like, you're not going to know, you're not going to know, you're not going to know. Okay, now it's going to be heavily foreshadowed like 10 minutes before, and here it is. So yeah. you can feel smart. Yeah. Like, oh, I figured that out already. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I don't, like I said, I don't know where it's going, so I, that, I mean, so far, you're correct. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I do think, yeah, we're going to get some stuff. Do you think we get, like, a section of what was going on in Kaine's mind when she was petrified? Oh, for sure. Sure. I think we could get that. I think that could be a two-hour section in the middle where we go through some weird well, dream sequence type thing. Now that I've said that, I'm kind of second-guessing it because it's like, she did just come out and she's like, what's going on? And you're like, it's been five years. And she looks at you and she's like, what? Oh. I could imagine like a dream sequence <laughs> thing, though, where she doesn't realize time is passing, you know? Oh, yeah. Maybe she was just in like one dream kind of thing and there's like one mission in there. I did forget that awkward exchange of looks where she was like, oh. You're hot now. Yeah, and we're the same that. age for some for this now. This is oh, this is man. legal. The implications. Mm-hmm. Oh God. I don't know. I think I'll it'll be curious. I'll be very curious to see where it goes. I can completely understand why two months ago or however long when you two beat this game, 
there was a cacophony of just finish it i'm really curious why won't you play this fucking game so i can keep playing this fucking game and uh i apologize for that but now we hey we can all enjoy it together again so josh are you gonna stream it next week on joko games twitch.tv yeah i'll probably uh stream it again oh it's been so long i'll probably stream it again um god damn it yeah i'll stream it over on my channel joko games twitch.tv slash joko games good good shit be in the script well that was again near replicant i don't have the fucking number thank you again one may 27th was was when i finished and we are recording on july 13th wow that feels longer than i thought it was that's rough (laughs) yeah then i must have finished it like at the beginning of june then because i really wasn't short after you like like i finished it on the the 4th of july so yeah it's july july 13th we were recording (laughs) look Look, we did the same thing with Nier Automata. I finished Nier Automata a year before you guys finished Route B, all right? Well, I was... Yeah, okay, you're right, you're right. It's just like reversing now, because then I had a speed run Nier Automata, right, like the day before we recorded it. <laughs> very true. Ugh. That is right. true. That is true. Well, I want to thank, again, Josh and Michael for being, as always, welcome guests on this podcast. Oh, well, thanks uh, for having me. Bring in the thunder. You're welcome. Um, and if you want to hear the thunder. more episodes, you can find us where you find podcasts, all those places. We've got a Twitter. That's at Thoughts from P1. Facebook, you just look that shit up uh, on Facebook. An email, <laughs> that's thoughtsfromplayer1at gmail.com. Uh, we're streaming. Look that shit up. We are Google s- Facebook. You'll find us. <laughs> Uh, you'll find us streaming other games Just and Donkey Ropa <laughs> at twitch.tv slash thoughts from player one. We're playing V2 right now. We're in the middle of it. I think we're about to start chapter four. Um, and did I miss anything? I think that's it. I think, did you get our email? I don't remember yes. if we were making jokes over the email. Yeah, there's yes. our email, and then yeah, that should be yes. that should be it. Okay, Josh, hit us with an anime fact. I, you think I could have an anime fact right now? Yeah. Uh, Do you think you could get one to us in the next two days? I could just give you an anime recommendation. <laughs> Ooh, Josh's Ooh. anime recommendation corner. That that we could do that. We could absolutely do that. <laughs> yes, 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 what yes, should yes, we yes, call yes. it? Joshy. Ooh, anime of the week. <laughs> no, that's bad. Josh son. Josh senpai Josh's. Nope. No, it's just, <laughs> I let's feel like it's gonna already. get into a real bad territory if we cut start on it. Well, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. How about um? I mean, we could just do Josh's anime recommendation of the week. You know, in the back corner. <laughs> is way in, way in the back corner. Way in the shadows. back. Is Josh watching anime? (laughs) What are you watching? Welcome to whatever the hell this is. Those two beautiful boys who host this podcast put me in a dark, dark, scary room and forced me to recommend anime today. So here we are at the end of the podcast, giving you something to go check out while you desperately wait for the next thoughts from player one to come out. Right now, I'm four episodes into the show and I've not heard a lot of people talking about it. So let's go ahead and give you a vibe check. I'll give you a vibe, not a vibe check. Let's go ahead and give you a vibe. Uh, what is kind of, uh, you know, feeling like here? Odd Taxi. Okay, here we go. Quick little synopsis. Uh, we're introduced to the main character, Otakawa. 
He's a taxi driver. You know, he doesn't seem to give a single fuck about what's going on in this world. He just wants to do his job, be a taxi driver. The only issue is that it's the show and, you know, it's many main characters. They all seem to be connected through him. Did I mention that this is an animal world? Yes, it's an animal world and he is a walrus man. Uh, early on, it's established that a girl went missing in the city, and uh, the last place that she was supposedly seen, of course, is his taxi. Now, it's really unclear, you know, what happened here. I'm only four episodes in, um, so I can't really tell, but everything does seem to be connected in some weird way. You know, all these things are happening to the disappearance of this girl. Um, all these characters, they're all very interesting in this show. Uh, you know, they all have... Uh, interesting backstories are all kind of being explained in these first four episodes but everything does seem to be really coming together the writing in this one is really really good um, it's actually made me laugh while I'm watching the show which is like a huge accomplishment you know how many shows can actually make you laugh out loud while you're watching them not many um, if you made it this far you know it means you're actually considering it so go ahead and give it a watch the first episode is actually out on YouTube go ahead and give it a watch uh, let us know how you did. I know the boys on Thousand Player One have, have you know, an email or whatever. Send them an email. Let them know how you feel about it. Let them know how you feel about this. Okay, guys, can I can I come out of the dark room now? Did I do the job? Thanks, guys. <laughs>